Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the J&J Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Jaworski, joined, as always, by my fellow wrestling critique, Justin Carroll. Justin, Monday night. Happy June, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy June. Happy Pride Month, Jaworski. Pride Month? Yeah. That's June. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ballot Club is for everyone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we are back for another episode. Taking a look at tonight's episode of Raw and also our wild card segment, our favorite title design. Jeez, I almost had my... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, hairball. Uh, anyway, hairball. tonight's episode of Raw, June 1st. I got to change my calendar here. And while I change my calendar, overall thoughts on... Tonight's episode. Jaworski, I talked about this with you a little bit before we were recording. All I got to say about this, I was highly let down. And we had some, what I thought was going to be good matches. But then there was stuff throughout the match that just really killed it for me. And I was just not pleased with anything tonight, in all honesty. It's tough to say because I don't feel like it was a bad episode. I just feel like there it was, was just no, let down. There was just no like good matches. A which ha- doesn't help when you're a wrestling show. And B, it's really like that nothing really like exciting happened. Like you know, you watch Monday Night Raw for something for an excitement factor, and nothing really exciting happened. Yeah, it's just a lot of, it was a, it was a lot of predictability and just a lot of letdown. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could have said it any better. Like, I don't want to get too in depth about this, but we had. Let me just name you some of the matches we had, and well, then let's, yeah, get right yeah. into it. Then we can get going. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you could start it. You were going to mention all the matches. Oh, oh, I was going to. Okay, okay. Well, you were about to mention all the matches, so that's why I said just go ahead. Okay, so I thought Aleister Black against Seth Rollins was going to be a really good match. I even thought it's worthy enough to be on a pay-per-view with the way they're doing everything, right? What did you think of this? Because I was totally let down by this. So obviously, uh, Seth and Drew, not Drew McIntyre, sorry, uh, Aleister Black going off first to kick off the show. Um, You know, Rollins coming out before. Saying, uh, you know, his gut feeling that Rey Mysterio, his gut feeling that Rey Mysterio should retire isn't going to happen. Uh, there was the lamest "you suck" chant ever in the history of wrestling. That was really lame by the small crowd. Uh, he prepared a video package to commemorate his career, and then the package ended with uh, Rollins picking the eye out on the corner of the steps. And he said, and Rollins said he wanted to induct Ray into the Hall of Fame. Uh, very weird, in a sense, because he was supposed to have a retirement ceremony, and then now it was advertised for a retirement ceremony. Now it wasn't very much a retirement ceremony at all. It was a video package. And then uh, Alistair Black interrupted all this, then we went to commercial. So that whole beginning was very weird, I think. They kind of scrapped the idea of the whole retirement ceremony deal. Why? I don't really know. I think it was probably probably the factor that we all know that Rey Mysterio actually wasn't going to retire probably played a role in it. 
<laughs> but besides that, I mean, it's probably just a dumb idea in general. So uh, what turned into a retirement ceremony turned into the match versus Seth Rollins and Aleister Black. There wasn't much to say in this match. I think it was a lot of, you know, there were more commercial breaks than anything. It was this whole, the time Seth Rollins started the show and the, to the time Seth Rollins left the uh, stage, it was like 840. Yeah, it's like the Street Profits that one night. Do you remember how the Street Profits were on for literally the entire hour of Raw one night? Yeah, they, it was the, the Viking Raiders match, right? And then, no, they had a tag. No, no, no. It was Bianca, Angel Garza right? and those goons, Andrade yeah. and them. And then they watched Bianca, right? Yeah, and then they watched... No, no, no. And then it became a, a six-man tag, I believe, or six-mixed-match tag or something crazy like that, I thought. I don't really remember, but I do remember that being a legit hour long and a lot similar to this. It wasn't necessarily an entire hour, but it took up a lot of the first portion of the show. And Alistair Black just ends up rolling off Seth Rollins. And then they end up taking out um, Alistair Black and Humberto, who came out during the match because he wanted to defend Alistair Black, you know, because... They both idolize Rey Mysterio, so they sort of have that connection. And Seth Rollins ends up curb stomping the both of them, and then they all just walk away looking stupid. But I was... It's not that this was bad. I was just let down with how everything ended. Yeah, you know, the, them attacking them after the match, so the, the win by Black is completely underplayed now because he got attacked after the match, which... You know, it is weird how wrestling works, but that's just how it is. You know, it, obviously he did get the win, but it's overshadowed by the fact that he got attacked. But, you know, it, it furthers the storyline even more. I, I probably see a six-man tag at some point with Ray and Umberto and Black. But I do like seeing Seth and Black go. I think we probably will see it again sometime, which is unfortunate. Maybe we can wait a little while longer for it, definitely. But either way, uh, I mean, this was just, I feel like this whole deal lasted forever. Yeah, I just, uh, man, I was really let down by this. It's a lot similar to what happened with that match with Cody and Darby Allen, and that Darby put on a really good showing. You know, Darby was finally getting some steam in AEW, but then it completely got undermined by Sean Spears cracking Cody over the head and making him bleed really bad. So, Darby's legit entire effort just got overshadowed by Sean Spears taking Cody out with a chair. And a lot similar... Oh my god, I can't talk. A lot similar happened on Raw tonight with Alistair Black rolling up a former Universal Champion and then just getting beaten down by Austin Theory and Murphy. So, anyway, after all this, you know, obviously Rollins... Murphy and Theory attacked uh, Umberto and Black after the match. They go off into the back. Then we learn of a free WWE network and also the return of Raw Talk. Uh, I can't remember Raw Talk, so I don't remember it going away. So uh, I guess Raw Talk is back. I think it was a lot similar to Talking Smack. Like It was just a panel between... Two people, and then they had some wrestlers, ooh, excuse me, wrestlers on it. I know that they were saying how 
Seth Rollins is going to be on it tonight, and Samoa Joe, and I think it's either Charlie or Kayla, who I finally learned the difference between. Um, I think they're hosting the show, um, and then they're going to plan on having Seth Rollins, but I don't really watch talk. What what was it? Uh, Raw, Raw is talk. talk. Yeah, Raw Talk. I never really watched that. I did watch some Talking Smack because of the controversy. Controversy. Oh, my God. Jaws, I cannot talk today. <laughs> the controversy between The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Perhaps? Yes, exactly. Yes. There yeah. you go. Couldn't spit it out for some reason. I'm tired. Yeah. I mean, three. like I said, mon- every Monday when 8 o'clock rolls around on the dial, I'm like, oh, boy. Here we We're go. exhausted. Exhausted. Like, it, I, I was talking to one of my friends today. They're like, well, you know, how's the podcast, whatever. I'm like, uh, wrestling, it's okay. I mean, I don't, like, he goes, I, he goes, well, you know, tonight's raw, right? I'm like, yeah, this, how's that? I'm like, oh, it sucks. Who is that? Was that our boy Justin Turpin over there at Redline? No, another friend. But I'm like, no, raw sucks. So he's like, so why do you do it? He goes, I don't know, I like wrestling. So I'm consistent. Yeah, it's just one of those true. things where, like, I'm not so sure if we torture ourselves, quote unquote, but it's kind of like we know what to expect. So we're not, you know, as, you know, we're not like all up in arms about it being like, oh man, this really sucked. Like, yeah, we know it sucks, but we're still going to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And I wrote down in my notes, replays took up probably more than half of this show. Am I wrong by saying that? I didn't really notice that. I just feel like they just like, so replays are so overplayed because every time we get a dive, every time we get a signature move, every well, time no. we get a move off the top rope, replay, 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 re. Oh my. Oh yeah, and and you know, going back to last week, Seth Rollins' match, you know, that was twenty minutes ago. Let's take a look at that. Like, dude, enough of the replays, enough of the flashbacks. Like, we know, we remember what happened. We're not sheep. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm not necessarily saying the replays back of the match. I'm just saying replays of stuff that happened weeks prior. So, well, even tonight they had a replay of something that happened. But it's just, there's so many replays, and I think it's just an easy excuse to write for three hours of TV. But I don't want to see something that I witnessed 20 minutes ago on a replay already. It's just dumb. I don't need to see it again. So what so, if I missed the first hour of Raw? I don't care. So speaking of replays, we had a flashback from the past few weeks of Apollo's uh, uh, rise to glory, I guess you would call it. Um, obviously him capturing the United States title last week in his road to it before then. Then we had an Angel Garza and Zelina interview. And I just, what the hell is Zelina Vega doing with her hair? Oh, I know. She looks like a complete anime character. Like, she had, like, the Princess Leia little things going on in the top of her head. And then she had her hair coming down. And, like, now she has bangs. And I'm like, oh, my God. What happened to her? Quarantine what happened? hit her pretty good. Yeah. Looks, I mean, like a compu- looks like a completely different person. Yeah, I know. I was sort of caught off guard. I was like, oh, my God. Is that Selena? But do you notice how my girl Charlie is getting super horny? For my boy Angel Garza. Yeah, I, you probably shouldn't use that word. That's it's a kid show, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, 
And once okay. again, speaking of the replays, during the interview, we had a recap of Garza versus Owens last week. Obviously, Garza taking the run in on Owens. Uh, I don't really know what Garza said. I just saw the end when Caruso thanked him, and he said, no, thank you, and gave her the rose. He walks off. Then Zelina waits till he leaves, rips the flower head off of the flower that he gave Caruso, gives it back to her and says boo-hoo and walks off. Yeah, and then she's left with that dumb, I call it the dumb interview face, where they don't know what else to do because the camera's, like, staying so long on them, where they just have that dumbfounded face where they're like, oh, like I'm in disbelief. And they can't say anything because the camera's immediately going to cut. Yeah, then they, like, pan to, like, whatever's going on in the ring. I think it looks so stupid. Like, it makes them look stupid. Not to be confused with the boo-boo face. Yeah, the boo-boo face is different. But also, really quickly, I do want to talk about this. Someone consider him the greatest wrestler of all time. Shawn Michaels gave his opinion on what is supposedly going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sick of hearing it. I'm really, like, this is a genuine reaction. Like, I am so... Gee damn sick of hearing about the greatest wrestling match ever at Blacklash versus Edge and Randy Orton. Like, dude, shut up, please. Like, okay, though, really quickly, I want to, oh I want to say this quickly. You know how earlier on when we were recording and whatnot, we would say we want to count how many times Zelina is on TV. We have to count up how many times they mention the greatest wrestling match ever. I'm going to call it right now because we're going to do it next week. I think Backlash is two weeks from Sunday. So I'm going to call it right now, next week on Monday Night Raw. They're going to say the greatest wrestling match ever nine times. I, I was going to say ten. Oh, okay. You can say ten. Because you know we'll probably see both Edge and Orton. Yep. They're going to promote it at least five times. Yep. And then they'll have someone chime in. So that's another three. So we're probably looking at like 12. But I'll say 10, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, I'm going I'm to say nine to be on the safe side. I thought that was a little fun thing we could do for uh, next week's episode. Talk so about I'm going to say 10. You'll say nine. Uh, anyway, Sean uh, gives his opinion. I don't really care about Sean Michaels' opinion on the greatest wrestling match ever. I said, we get it. You had a few good matches. Humble brag. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shawn Michaels? I was just, I was being facetious. Like, obviously, he's the greatest of all time. One of the greatest of all time, at least. (laughs) I was going to say, I watched a match with him and Jeff Jarrett. I believe it was from 95 or 96. It might have been 95. But it was at In Your House. Jeff Jarrett was Intercontinental Champion. And they had a pretty good match match i would highly go out of my way to see it i don't know if you've ever seen it but it is for sure a great match between two great competitors don't call me flat nuts <laughs> oh what'd you call me flat nuts beetlejuice <laughs> anyway oh so God. sean gives his crooked eyed opinion he picked edge <laughs> and said that edge has the edge you made me spit on my water i got my notes all wet <laughs> Oh, come on, Jaworski. You can't I mean, be. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, the poor guy. I, I almost feel bad. 
I don't know how that happened, but oh man, I I'm not even gonna be able to read my notes. I can't even like. Oh, it's all soggy now. Oh. Oh. So anyway, he says Edge has the edge. He picks Edge. whoop de doo Anyway, after this, we had another recap of the VIP lounge last week. Obviously, Drew looking for Bobby. Uh, doesn't find him. Claymore kicks MVP. Sets up the match for tonight. MVP and Lana have a segment. MVP doesn't have the time for all the attention-seeking drama that Lana gives him. MVP gets slapped. Uh, that They were talking about their career. You know, obviously MVP latching on to Bobby for, you know, just to hold on for the end of his career. Then he says to Lana, didn't you do the same thing? Sure enough, he gets slapped. Uh, where's Rusev when you need him? Uh, Unemployed. Then we had another recap of, uh, what was this? A recap, um, of, oh, the recap of earlier tonight with the Seth Rollins match. That was only less than 25 minutes ago, I think. Legit, yeah. Then they advertised Rey Mysterio for later tonight. And after the commercial, we have Apollo Crews come back out for an interview. Uh, Caleb Braxton asked him, you know, how the first week of it being a champion is going to be, which is a terrible question. That's so cliche. Obviously, it's a softball. But uh, as a person who's conducted a few interviews... I mean, you got to be better than that. He says there are a ton of lists of emotions he's had, which is very weird, I guess. But anyway, uh, he go, they go on to ask him, you know, who do you pick for this week as his challenge? He picks KO. KO says, you're not going to have the belt for very long. They go at it. He has two sentons right off the bat. Later on, he goes for the third senton. Apollo gets the knees up. Then while they're both on the, on the mat, Garza and Andrade come out and attack them both. Uh, obviously leads to a disqualification. We go to commercial. And my worst nightmare, uh, this turns into a tag team match, Apollo and Owens versus Andrade and Garza. Ooh. Really quickly, though. Okay, and, well, to be fair, I will talk about the tag team match. Apollo Cruz, Kevin Owens, I thought was going to be a really good match. That's another one of them that I thought was going to be really good. And it killed me. Because it got undermined by Apollo, I mean, not Apollo, Andrade and Garza taking him out. And then this leads to a tag team match. And granted, this didn't start off slow. It got, it sort of got me hyped for the match, I'm not going to lie. Because the fans were erupting. You know, I forget what happened during the match. Uh, it says, now a tag team match. Fans are yelling. They're fighting because they were hitting each other. And then I said, I'm interested. And then nothing really exciting happened throughout the match. So Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens ends up pinning Andrade and Garza with the toss-up powerbomb. They finally gave that move a name. But I, I thought it was going to be another really good match, and it just didn't like surprise me at all. I was, I was upset by like the first hour and 30 minutes of this show. Yeah, there wasn't much. There wasn't much surprise. I mean, other than Kevin Owens, I thought it was going to be Dominic Dijakovic. Dominic Dijakovic. Dominic Dijakovic. No. Dominic Dijakovic. I thought it was going to be him. It was Kevin Owens. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll take it. I would have liked to see Dom Double D. Did I call him that? No, they don't call him Double D. But really quickly, 
I do think he's going to end up on Raw. I don't think he's going to end up on SmackDown. You know, finally NXT being able to clear out all those guys that haven't been used a lot that are obviously huge names. So, be happy to see who comes up to Raw and SmackDown coming up. I saw Chelsea Green could be called up sometime soon as well. What? Really? I didn't hear about that. I oh, yeah. About oh, Dijak. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hear about been, Chelsea. I've been reading the dirt sheets. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, just kidding. I, I don't. I just, I just scroll Instagram and see what pops up. But anyway, after that match, <laughs> Apollo and Owens win. Paul gets the power bomb. We have an interview with Oscar. She's talking about Charlotte, and she says the Empress doesn't bow down to anyone. Very strong statement there from the Empress of Tomorrow. That is the exact same thing I wrote in my notes. I'm gonna read you it word for word. Kayla interviews Oscar. Quote, Empress doesn't bow down to anyone. End of quote. That is literally the exact same thing I wrote. <laughs> or you said. Oh, damn it. I, mean, I can't that, talk today. <laughs> that's what she said, though. No, that's yeah, I know. Said. I mean, I couldn't understand what she was saying, but uh, she was just like, <laughs> like, she talked so fast. I mean, of course, if she said it slowly, I still wouldn't understand what she's saying, but that's the only thing I picked up on. Well, she did say that slowly because it wasn't English, and obviously she wanted to give it the full effect. And after this, we had the infamous what you can do, I can do better series of activities. And this week was bowling, and uh, yeah, that happened. (laughs) Okay, let me ask you this. Why are all the girls digging Ivar but are trashing on Eric? Like, I get that they're sort of trying to make it a meme. But it's just, like, it's not funny. Like, they don't understand the response that fans have to this. Okay, keep in mind, if AEW was supposedly going to do this stuff, I'm not saying that they're going to, but if they were to, fans would pray this. I'm willing to bet you that I haven't really been keeping up what people have been saying about these stupid vignette things, but I'm willing to bet you people hate this whole what you can do, I can do better thing. Granted, if I, like, I don't know if I should even say this, but, like, if I just liked comedy skits, I would probably somewhat enjoy them. But me being a wrestling fan wanting to watch a wrestling show, I don't want to see bowling as much as I love playing it. I don't want to see mini golf. I don't want to see axe throwing. It's, it's stupid. Have a match. I would honestly prefer having a 10-minute match between the Viking Raiders and Street Profits every week rather than these dumb Saturday Night Live sketches that they're trying to do. I just don't enjoy them. I don't get why they wouldn't just save it for YouTube and be like, you know, we saw this thing on YouTube, but we're going to have Montez Ford take on Ivar. Like, I don't know. I've said it. Just wrestle. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, they found they did the old pull the turkey leg out of the hole spot again. That was cool, I guess. Funny, right? Uh, uh, About as funny as a forest fire. That means it's not. Ouch. Only you can prevent forest fires. Uh, anyway, shout out Bugaboo Creek. Uh, either way, that happened. I think the, the Viking Raiders won, so it's tied. So I can only assume that we're going to have another one next week. Yeah, yeah. But after this, we had a little uh, retribution here. The Iconics on the TV, of course, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Can't get any better than that. 
but we have a little backstage chaos. They're fighting with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross over who knows what. And one <laughs> of the agents backstage is like, cut it out, go in the ring. That was Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce again. The guy's a superstar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a literal superstar, WWE superstar, but like, like a superstar, like world-renowned. Anyway, so they go in the ring. Uh, I didn't catch much of this match, and I don't think there was a ton going on in this match. No. But our girl, Billy Kay, does get the W. Literally all the notes I took for this. Nikki Cross flashed her pale tummy. Billy pins Nikki with sit-out Yuranagi. That's all I wrote about that match. There you go. But Billy Kay in the street. Uh, street Profits. We Same thing. <laughs> oh, another moment. They say, hey, hey, brother. Or what did they say? They were just like, hey, um, Bowen, man. Yeah. You <laughs> want the smoke. And then they like, they do like laser tag bowling. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. I, I oh, granted, know. though. Granted. The dude working behind the counter of that place looked so funny. That one clip they got of that dude was, like, perfect. That's all I got to say about that. It looked, like, exactly like somebody you'd find working at a bowling alley. It looked yeah, like exactly. Whether that was that was a guy who actually worked there or owns it or whatever, or if that was an actor, that looks like, exact, like the first guy you see at the bowling alley counter. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's face was just priceless. I'm, I'm That was... The only thing that I laughed at throughout that whole entire whatever you want to call that thing. I bet I could smoke you in bowl like and a string of bowling. Are you kidding me? No, you can't. We're gonna have to do that one day after all this stuff uh, goes away. We're gonna have to celebrate in bowling. Anything you, know? you can do, I can do better. Oh really? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. How about being 5-3? I already beat you in that. Let's go. Yeah, how's the weather down there? Oh, it's terrific. Midget. Whoa, you can't say that, Jaworski. Oh, my Sorry. God. Little person. <laughs> oh, my God, Jaworski. I just That's shot a... from the hip right there. That's for sure. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back on track. W. <laughs> After this, we have the Rey Mysterio segment. He's back on TV. He said, damn you, Seth Rollins. And then uh, his son, uh, Eric. Dominic. That's not his son's name. Dominic uh, says, Seth, you want to you, you, you preach? And then he says, an eye for an eye. Which was very, you know, graphic to say. But... What do you do? You buy into the rumors and speculations that Dominic is going to join the Monday Night Messiah stable? What is that an yeah. actual thing? Oh yeah, that's a real deal. No, I don't believe that whatsoever. Okay. The, I mean, that his dad is Ray Mysterio. Okay, there is no the man said. In the, whatever you want to call it, the Zoom call they had, I guess you could call it, they, Dominic was talking about how they need to defend the family name in some way. And if it wasn't going to be Ray, it was going to be Dominic. But, you know, of course, Ray's just like, no, no, I can handle it. But for them to, well, for people to speculate that Dominic is going to join the Monday Night Messiah thing, 
I can sort of understand what, like, where they're coming from, but I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I definitely do see him wrestling sometime soon, but other than that, I don't, I can't imagine him joining that whole stable thing. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But uh, Ray said he's not ready to come back. Uh, he doesn't have a timetable, but he did not retire, notably. Yeah, so for the he whole... just kept on saying, I don't know. So uh, what do you think of him, though, if Dominic does join the <laughs> disciples? Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, what was it? Ray's, Ray's contract is going to expire soon. Did you see that? No, I did not see that. But he probably... I mean, WWE's going to offer him a whole bunch of money. Or they might try to re... Um, I mean try to write him off again, not sign him, and then once everything goes away, try to re-sign him. I have another sneeze coming up on me. You want to take over for a little bit? I'm going <laughs> to... It's going to rally for a little bit. Yeah, actually, I lied. He did sign a new contract, so... Okay. Did you sneeze yet? I got... I'm trying not to... Yeah, I tried. I had to mute wait, myself. No, okay. wait, no, he's not signed. It's, suppo- it's reportedly supposed to end in September. And this says, give me sport. It says, Ray Mysterio likely to leave when his contract expires in November. In November, huh? I mean, he's of course going to re-sign. I mean, I would imagine he would. I don't think he would go to AEW, would he? I hope not. No. I mean, unless they offer him more money to wrestle less dates, I can assume that he would go there. But I don't think they're going to. I mean, of course, Ray is a really big name, but I don't think that AEW would... I mean, no, there's a possibility that he could go, but realistically, I think he's just going to stay with WWE. So we'll have to see. Wait till that plays out. Uh, after this, we had Nia Jax versus Kyrie again. Uh, we're going to commercial, but before this, we had a update on Gronk, uh, R-Truth recap. Gronk is going outside in Foxborough. I don't know why he's still in Foxborough. I figured he would have moved by now. Maybe the house market isn't really all that great in Tampa right now with everything going on, uh, that being the COVID-19 epidemic. Uh, Gronk is going outside to make a TikTok with one of his buddies, I guess. Uh, His buddy says, nah, bro, I got you. I got you. Go ahead. And then Gronk turns around. He notices someone working on his lawn. It's so visibly our truth, of course. He said, bro, who's working on the lawn? Then his buddy says, nah, he's just turning mulch, bro. And then Gronk turns around, starts dancing like an idiot. The guy takes his jacket off. He has a referee shirt on. Our truth pull, pull, uh, what is it? Rolls him up from behind. Our truth is your new 24-7 champion. And could this be the end of Gronk in WWE? Yeah, at the end of my notes, I wrote, by Gronk. But um, in all honesty, why would you allow some random dude just, you know, oh, he's a gardener? Okay, I'm just going to leave him here and just, you know, I, I mean, I don't even know how to word this. Like, why would you just allow someone to just stay in your house and you just believe your friend? Like, that is your house. You should know if you hired some, like, Gardner or something like that. Like, am I wrong by saying that? Or, like, do I have a point? 
Well, you hire landscapers and they just kind of work there all day. You don't really yeah, know who they are. Yeah, but what do you know that? They just do their job, but wouldn't you be like, yeah, bro, that that's him. That's the landscape. And, like, you would know, obviously. Yeah, but, like, wouldn't you know if you hired somebody, though? Yeah, I would, I would, I would hope so. I mean, you're the one who ordered their services. Yeah, so why did Gronk question it? I don't know, because he's Gronk, bro. He's Gronk, bro. Gronk, I man. heard he's quite the meathead. Yeah. I mean, come on. Can it get any more obvious that that guy's a meathead? No, I know. So I can only imagine that they didn't think he was going to play football again. And now, obviously, that football season is getting closer and the training camps are going to start to open up. I would only think that this is the last we would have seen of Gronk. And with SummerSlam in Boston... Not, not you know, coming to fruition as we hoped it would be. I hoped it would have during all this. I don't think we're going to need Gronk for a draw in Boston for SummerSlam. Yeah, in all honesty, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. But if Gronk was to walk in and have a match at SummerSlam, he would be the biggest villain because he got traded. I mean, not traded, but he signed to uh, Tampa, right? The Buccaneers, right? Yes, I would have cheered him out. Oh, look at me knowing football. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I just, I can only assume uh, that he well, was going to have a match. Well, uh, unless unless they made Gronk a bad guy and, like, he just, like, he had ridiculous, like, segments of, like, trashing New England. That would have been hilarious. And then, that like, would have been could pretty just, funny. Like Andy Kaufman, the... Memphis, Tennessee. Have you ever seen yeah, those? No, but we he, oh. we could just boo the hell out of him. That would have been hilarious. Just like, and then hit, imagine if he like won. Oh my god! Yeah. That oh my god! Funny. That place would have gone nuts. They probably would have and, stabbed them. No one, Boston. We would have had a wrestling riot. We would have had the first one in over like thirty years. Yeah. Um, uh, really quickly not, though, you should anyway. check out Andy Kaufman because that his stuff with Jerry Lawler, man, that is some funny stuff. Is he the one who died? Yeah. Oh. R.I.P. Andy Kaufman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> little yawn. Little yawn. Little yawn. Anyway, our truth is the new 24-7 champion. After this, we had Nia versus Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I mean. I mean, yeah, Kyrie Sane. Nia wins again. Surprise. Surprise. It didn't care about this match at all. I mean, I don't even think I took notes about this other than... Nia Pinder with, I thought it was a leg drop, right? Yes. Um, oh, I just wrote down, Kyrie is laying her stuff in. Quote, unquote, revenge. But, uh, yeah, I just wrote, Nia pins Kyrie with a leg drop. And then Oscar comes out, and then they have this weird face-to-face confrontation, and then Nia just walks away. You know, I was texting you earlier, and for all the people at home, I'm sure they've read up on everything that's been going on. They have Nia versus Kyrie. I think she might have wrestled her even off TV. I mean, if Nia keeps quote unquote hurting Kyrie, why, you know, what what is making Kyrie Sane say, yeah, I'll face this lady who keeps hurting me again? Uh wait, let me try to find the text. Um You said if Nia keeps quote unquote hurting Kyrie, why would they keep having her go against each other? And I said it's about the storyline, not about safety, not the point. And then you said didn't get 
Oh, didn't Kyrie get split open last week because of Nia? And I said, no, she wasn't even uh, on last week. She had that match with uh, Nia Jax. But I think, was it two weeks ago or one week ago that they had the thing where Nia took her out? Like, in Revenge of Oscar, something happened like that, I think right? It was, I think it was two weeks ago, but that's because that's when not, that's when uh, not, uh, Oscar got the belt. And then they had the, no, it was last week. Yeah, I'm looking over the, my notes from last week. She was playing the flute, and then no, the it was two weeks ago. Was before then, really, it was two weeks ago. Oh, last yeah. week. Yeah, no, it was Kyrie two weeks wasn't ago. on TV last week. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, and then yeah. and then the the buckle bomb was the week before. Two weeks ago. No, that was like the buckle bomb was like a month ago, almost. I think. Yeesh. Oh, well, anyway. I mean, I'd just be a little concerned if I were Kyrie Sane or whoever Kyrie Sane portrays because Naya, man. Look out. (laughs) Yeah. the tracks when the train's coming through. (laughs) Yeah, but I personally didn't care for Kyrie or Naya. I get what they're trying to do. You know, of course, they're trying to build up the backlash, but I I just don't care about seeing Naya and Kyrie keep on going at it week week after week. For, for what's this is the third match in like five weeks, so obviously you don't really need to see that one again. After this, we had uh, Charlotte versus Oscar. Charlotte addressed the crowd, didn't have much, really much to say. Uh, there wasn't a ton in this match either. Uh, Oscar was thrown to the outside. Uh, the referee starts counting, and then Oscar's music starts to play. I thought they screwed up, and like rang the bell and she won because I wasn't really paying attention, 100% attention. Asuka's music plays. They go, well, what's going on? And sure enough, Nia comes out with the, the Asuka match, the Asuka mask, and uh, costs Asuka the match because she gets counted out, which I completely understand between her and Charlotte. You don't want your champion to lose and you don't want your NXT champion to lose heading into the pay-per-view. Obviously, Charlotte with so much uh, power and hold on the division. So uh, Nia uh, makes Oscar get counted out because Oscar is so distracted. Then Nia slams her down to the floor. That was the end of this. I like that. Um, this is another match I thought was going to be really good. Really quickly, though, I do want to say I did enjoy the back and forth sort of uh, submission holds that they were doing for each other. So... Uh, Oscar got the arm bar on Charlotte. Then she got the triangle, but then Charlotte was able to maneuver it into a Boston Crab. And then after that, they kept on doing some submission holds. And I was saying that I really enjoyed that part of the match, but I was not necessarily let down by this, but I was just like, Oh, come on. I wish I got to see a little bit more of this. I mean, granted this did happen at WrestleMania 34. I think it happened, but, um, I thought it was going to be really good because, you know, obviously Charlotte and Oscar, they can, of course, put on a good match with each other. But it sort of got undermined with what happened with Nia, which I completely understand, though. So, yeah. After this, we had uh, setting up the main event. Lana had an interview. She said she wasn't sure uh, if Bobby was really behind her not being at ringside because her beauty distracts him so much. She said, my Bobby would never do that. Would never make up something that he wouldn't say. Or whatever she said. 
But then she also remembered that he never said anything about being out there for MVP's match. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're going to the main event of the night, MVP versus Drew McIntyre. Bobby comes out first. Then we had MVP. McIntyre comes out too. Then we had Lana also. So no surprise there. Uh, we go on later in the match. McIntyre's on the top rope, goes down, does his little uh, you know, diving clothesline. He gets ready for the Claymore. Bobby pulls MVP out of the ring. Then McIntyre does a dive over the top, lands on MVP and Bobby, gets MVP back in the ring, counts down the Claymore, hits MVP with the Claymore, gets the win. Then after this, Bobby swoops in, gets the full Nelson locked in as we go off the air for this disappointing, very slow episode of Monday Night Raw. I liked how they closed the episode. With the full Nelson, because it sort of made you want to see more. That's the only real Raw that I can think of that had an ending that I wanted to see more of rather than Bobby just hold the full Nelson in. I wanted to see what happened, you know, the aftermath of that. Um, You know, an okay match, I guess. I sort of... Wait, what did I write in this? Because I know I wrote... Oh, I wrote... um. So, at the beginning of this, I thought Bobby Lashley was having his own match tonight. Because the way that they had people come out. So, first, it was Bobby Lashley. Then it was MVP. Then Drew McIntyre. And then Lana. I thought at first Bobby Lashley was having his own match. That's why Bobby said that he didn't want Lana out during his match. I'm assuming they were talking about Backlash, though. But then... MVP comes out, and I'm thinking to myself, why didn't they just come out together? You don't see Angel Garza come out, and then Andrade come out when he has a match or something like that. They all walk out as a group. Like, MVP's been walking out with Bobby Lashley. You know, they haven't been doing Bobby walks out, and then MVP walks out, and they have their own separate entrances. I know I'm over-elaborating on this, but I just thought it was a little confusing. Um... All right, match. I really do dig Drew's stuff. You know, as much as I don't like Raw, I really do love Drew McIntyre. But overall, not of a bad ending to Monday Night Raw. Nope, not at all. But overall, it was not great whatsoever. Uh, we'll get right into it here. At 1 to 10, 5 being average, your rating of Monday Night Raw. Um, 4.9. I was going to go right around there. I'm going to go 4.5 just because I don't think it was that great. I don't think it was bad. It was a little less than average just because it. I just feel like nothing was accomplished tonight. That's all. Do you get that same feeling? Yeah. I mean, there were some loose ends to stuff. I can definitely see where you're getting that number from. But um, that... I think the ending to Monday Night Raw I thought was really good to me. I was disappointed in some of the what I thought was going to be good matches. They were still okay, but you know stuff that happened after that was just completely undermined. But um, yeah, that's the reason why I gave it that rating. And I can see how you would get that number as well. So obviously here, I think we've exhausted the point really. Monday Night yeah. Raw, we'll get into a different... <laughs> Exciting segment for our wild card segment for our Tuesday episode, which we'll now upload as soon as after we record it, of course, or 
you know, whenever I wake up in the morning kind of deal, whatever it might be. This being our favorite title designs. Seeing or that you design. came up, came, seeing that you came up with the segment, I will let you go first, Justin. This was actually a listener's idea. I got to talk with one of the listeners of the J and J Wrestling podcast, and he brought up a great point. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna pitch that to Jaworski." You ended up liking it. I like the idea. So, without further ado, my favorite title design has to be the old Intercontinental Championship. The one that, you know, guys like Macho Man Randy Savage have held. Uh, Honky Tonk Man, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Mr. Perfect. I could go on. I love the look of that Intercontinental Championship with the globe and the black strap. I know Cody brought it back. And had the white strap, but I personally like the black strap better. That seems like a really weird nitpick thing to like, you know, have. But um, I just that championship, man, that is just beautiful in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like when they updated it, they did too much with like the WWF Intercontinental Championship that was you know later kept or you know later changed. Oh, like the stretched out one. Yeah, that's the circle one. It's more like an oval, right? Like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Then yeah. So I feel like they did too much with that one, but the old school and the black strap looks beautiful. You know, yeah, it really is. It it looks really like '90s, which I like that feeling. And you know, they I feel like they touched it up too much. They made it too modern, like ahead of its time kind of deal when they brought it back with the white strap too. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. And, and like- then. They also had a ton of different colors of it because Ultimate Warrior had the championship at one point. But it was pretty cool what he was doing with it. He was changing the color of the strap. So it would be like light blue. Then it would be... Uh, I, oh, no, wait. Am I mixing up the titles? It might be the Wind Eagle title that he did that with. I felt like he did it with the Intercontinental Championship, I think too. he did. I think it was yellow at one point, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm not wrong by saying that. <laughs> But uh, no, I definitely, I definitely feel like all belts should have a black strap. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see what you're talking about then. Because I feel like sometimes it's like corny when you get into really, it's like really corny when you like start to choose colors. Y- yes. It looks, yeah. It looks can... indie. It looks indie. How's that for wrestling terminology? Okay. 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 Like if you, if you, if you have like a pink belt. Like, come on. Like, really? Like, make it look serious. Don't make it look like a little, like, kid's thing. Yeah, even with the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles, to have one red and then to have one blue, I think it just looks a little weird. I mean... I think I think it's really cheesy as well. Yeah, I mean, with the, the blue title, like the uh, Universal title now being blue rather than red, I think it looks fine. I just don't think that we need to know, oh... That's the SmackDown championship, you know, rather than the Raw one. I I think it would be cooler if they made different designs with the titles. But, um, you know, I just, the different color thing, I think, throws it off for me. You know, if they did the, you know, the Raw World Championship or the SmackDown World Championship, like, you know, it's just like Universal Champion and World Champion, like, uh, yeah. Like why? Just, just they're yeah. equally, you know, 
they're as equally important. as powerful as important. Yep. Why not make it the raw, you know, raw heavyweight champion and then the SmackDown heavyweight champion? Like, did I think it'd just be so much easier. Yes, sir. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could have said it better. But my favorite is a little recency bias, I think. But mine is the 2013 new WWE championship that The Rock brought into play. Getting rid of the horrid spinner belt has the big WWE logo. Says champion under it. I mean... As self-explanatory as it gets, uh, you might remember it from when they were unifying the titles, Randy Orton and John Cena. Uh, Probably some of my most fondest memories of wrestling was during that time. John Cena coming out to uh, challenge Randy Orton at the end of Survivor Series. I think it was when it went off the air, probably. But uh, yeah, definitely my favorite, just because of the simplicity of it. You know, it looks great with all the jewels and all the diamonds, whatever it might be. And it's just self-explanatory. There's nothing crazy about it. WWE champion, most prestigious title in all of, all of our sport, all of our industry. You know, and they just made so many changes with it now. Obviously, the Universal Championship being a play off of it. Even, like, the, the, the new, like, the championship that McIntyre has right now, I think that's okay. But just having champion on it, I think the whole, like, Side plates are overplayed nowadays. Like, oh, look how cool his plates are. Like, oh, those plates are lame. Like, who cares? Just like, you're the champion. Why does it matter, you know, what design you have on the side of your plates? Yeah, that's true. I, I think it, I mean, I personally like that because it sort of makes the belt to theirs rather than, you know, I, I guess you could say with the AEW title. Like, when Brody Lee took it, and then it wasn't, like, really his title. It was still John Mike, uh, John Moxley. I almost said John Michaels. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Oof. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a beautiful title. I will never forget the time I was at WrestleMania 29, MetLife Stadium, and I saw The Rock. I mean, I was screaming my lungs off when, If you smell what The Rock is cooking. I remember screaming off the top of my lungs when I saw The Rock walk down with that beautiful championship and had that great match with John Cena. But uh, yeah, I mean that is a really good title. I I can agree with your choice. How about that? Thank you. I appreciate. <laughs> do you, do, you, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, the NWA World Championship I think is beautiful. Have you already seen that? I don't think I have. Cody won it from, I believe it was Aldis at All Out. I I can't remember it off the top of my head. Oh, my God. Dude, that championship is beautiful. I really do love that one. Uh, another one. Let's see if you know this one. The Yolo County Tag Team Championship. <laughs> no, I can't wrap my head around that one. That's for sure. That's the championship Otis and uh, Tucker made. For like the tag team division, and it was literally made out of cardboard and lo- looked like crayons or markers, and they're just like cardboard cutouts of uh, championships. But uh, I just wanted to see if you knew that. <laughs> uh, nope, nope. Uh, I think I think the world heavyweight championship. I mean, it's pretty universal. I mean, come on, just a big gold belt doesn't get yeah. better than that. Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of anything else. I think. The WCW television title, I think that looked somewhat decent. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Or just the 
WCW World Heavyweight Championship or the World Heavyweight Championship. I think that's a gorgeous belt too. The big gold belt, baby. Yeah, the big gold belt. But uh, that that's yeah. the only problem I have with that one though is when I was a kid when I had the wrestling belt, you couldn't yeah. raise it like the WWE Championship and have both of the side plates up. You could only have only one, or you had to grab it from the inside and lift it up. The hell are you talking about? <laughs> the actual World Heavyweight Championship has two side plates. And yeah. When it's when it's latched together, like the belt. Oh, I see. When you raise it, it, two. No, no, no. Listen. Yeah. And I, I, let's see if any folks at home can relate. When you strap the World Heavyweight Championship belt, it does not. You cannot hold it up with both plates, side plates showing like the WWE Championship. Yeah, that makes sense. I know what you're saying now. So when you lift it up, either one, only one side plate can show, or you have to grab it from the inside and hold it up really weird from the the, the big the big middle part. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it now. So, why, maybe if you listen for a second. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I was a little impatient when you were talking, Jaworski. Oh, and I like the AEW championship. Yeah, of course you do. That uh, that championship's based on some other championship. I can't think of the name right now. I'm going to have to send it to you uh, at some point. But that championship looks the exact same to another one that was used back in the day. And one more take before I go. And you, you'll probably uh, you'll probably get mad at me for this. Uh, I think, okay. I think NXT has had a tough time at figuring out their uh, world championship. Uh, no, yeah, I can definitely see that. I think, in all honesty, their best-looking title is the UK title. I just like I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Even uh, the tag titles with the blue in it. I like that, too. Yeah, I like that one, too. I think a close third might be the North American Championship, just because it's different from the NXT World Heavyweight Championship and the Women's Championship. Uh... The, I mean, the tag team titles don't look that bad, but I think the NXT uh, UK championships look way better than the ones on the brand that's on TV. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, like, the original NXT belt, I mean, ugh. It's just a big X. They love using that X. Like, that's yeah, the, pretty know. much their foundation for the belt. Uh, anyway, do we even know what NXT stands for? No, I don't think it's supposed to stand for anything. Like we are the, we are NXT. Like we are the next big thing. I, I, I guess that's what it was originally like used for. Anyway, we're going a little long here, but yeah, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Want to hear your favorite wrestling belt, whatever it might be, the five dollar wrestling championship, which probably is just a McDonald's gift card. Oh, really dude, knows. that <laughs> that, that uh, the belt actually looks. Somewhat okay for the uh, <laughs> for that division, I guess you could call but it. Anyway, Justin, would you be ever so kind to plug our socials? Oh my god, I might screw this up, Jaworski, but I'll take this over. Listen to us on Spotify at J and J Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at J and J Wrestling Pod. 
P-O-D, no, C-A-S-T. Is there anything else? Is it just that? I think that's it. And uh, oh, do, you have any, okay. do, you have, do you have anything to say before I end the show? You know what? I'm sort of getting sick of it's choo-choo time. So I think I'm going to end it with some of my favorite 80s movies quotes. Or just movie quotes in general. Here is a good one. Let's see if you know what it's from. And you told me you hated this movie and I lost some respect for you. But life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. What's it from? Yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Terrific little, movie. Was a little, a little overrated, I no. think. No, no. I it's would not. have rather have you used... Hey, Judge, I bet you slice it into the woods. 20 bucks. Judge hits it into the woods. Okay, then you owe me. <laughs> Is that your impersonation of uh, Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't all too bad. I watched the uh, an interview he did with Howard Stern not too, uh, not too long ago. It was actually pretty good. He has a pretty sad life story, but we're getting off track. Is there anything else you want to say? How recent was it? You know what he said the other day? Oh, no. No, I meant I listened to it recently. Like, it was recorded back in, like, probably the early 90s or something like that. Do you know what he said the other day, though? Nothing. Nothing, because he's dead. Anyway, appreciate everybody listening to the J&J Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex Jaworski, joined, as always, again, by my good pal, wrestling extraordinaire. Jesse Carroll, and we will see you all on Thursday for our take on the Wednesday Night Wars for the first week of June. See you then. See you later.